0: Hello and welcome back to Dive In with Exo Swimmer Girl Exo. I am your host, Exo Swimmer Girl Exo, otherwise known as Catherine. I hope you guys have had a wonderful past two weeks. I apologize for my absence last minute um, and I appreciate your understanding. I had an emergency pop up and that took all of my um, energy and like mental capacity. Also, if you're new here, hi, my name is Catherine. I do this podcast where we just dive into what's new in my life for the world. Um, but if you're not new here, you would know. I recently moved to California. Um, I can't believe I'm saying that sentence. I am reporting live from my room in California for the first time. Holy shit. Like, I, I can't believe I'm here. Um, so I did have, I had something pop up and also I just recently moved. So I flew to California Tuesday night. So I arrived like yesterday was my first full day. It's Thursday now. I'm going to get this up as soon as I can, hopefully today or tomorrow. And I have just been reflecting moving is a lot. I think, um, everyone always says moving is a lot and doesn't take away from how much it is boxing up my apartment to begin with, which I did like a month ago. And then I was with my parents for a month because um, my hometown is like my happiest place on earth, especially in the summer. And then I just, yeah, I'm here. And I wanted to to check in. I hope, I just said, I hope you all had a couple, had a great couple of weeks. Um, I was driving today at my lunch break and I think it just really started to hit me that I'm here. <clears throat> And excuse me, I just don't have words. I mean, first, I don't have words I say in my own podcast. I never dreamed of wanting to be here. I mean, I saw Wicked on Broadway, luckily growing up, and the western sky has always been uh, part of my vernacular. However, I've never wanted to be here. I, the majority of my life, um or what feels like the majority of my life, I wanted to be where I was from. I'm from Marblehead, Massachusetts it is idyllic to say the least. It's beautiful. It's, I had the, I had a lovely childhood, like the most amazing childhood. I have loving parents, a loving family. And the older I got, the more I remember being filled with like some anxiety of knowing I wanted to be there and not knowing how to get there. Anybody who knows me will tell you that. Like I've dated people who aren't from Marblehead and I have been very clear. Like I never want to leave Massachusetts uh, as if you could tattoo it on someone. And I don't, I don't say that in jest, like it's very serious. I never, I mean, I studied, when I went to college, I also went to um, Bryant University. And Bryant University has like one of the best study abroad programs. And I remember touring Bryant and being like, I don't care, like I care about Bryant, but I don't wanna study abroad, Um, I'm fine here. And I ended up studying abroad and loving it. And it kind of reminded me of that, like I just have never thought that I wanna be here. And it's cool to be here. I, I guess it's just really unbelievable. I have grown a lot this past year and I've been reflecting on the fact that I'm here and like kind of how I got here. And I I wanted to share my thoughts, Um, A, because I've missed catching up with you guys and B, because I feel like, if there's anybody like who could be anything like me out there, maybe this would give them some comfort to know that this happened to me. Um, My first job out of college, I moved to New Hampshire. It was mandatory that I move to the state. Um, And I remember being heartbroken. I lived in Portsmouth, New Hampshire for like two years. And I met some of the best friends I've ever had in my entire life. Um, I talked to them all the time. Um, And... But moving to New Hampshire felt so far. And I remember people saying to me like, you basically could drive home and I'm like, it's not the same, it felt so far for me. And I hated it and I felt, I hated every minute there other than with my friends. I felt like isolated, I felt like, I just felt the want to be home was strong, even stronger. And I didn't wanna be where I was. And so then after being new, like Portsmouth, New Hampshire for a bit, I moved to my most recent apartment, which was a little bit north of like the North Boston area. And, and still, I didn't really want to be there. I felt like, honestly, I felt the closer I got to my hometown without being in my hometown, the farther I felt from it. Um, I tried to acclimate, I like got a library card, I was walking everywhere, I was trying and forcing so much. And so when it came time for my lease to end recently, I, I think I had it in my head that I wanted to move somewhere. I just didn't know where. I, growing up, loved New York. A large part of my family is from New York and I thought maybe New York will be it. And you guys all follow me on this trek where I took my first trip, my first solo trip ever. I went to New York City um, and I left early. And I just felt lost. And not lost. I mean, lost in such a privileged way um, to have that be something that I'm grappling with, but not lost nonetheless. And it's so funny to me how I ended up here. I met the love of my life in like right after my New York comeback. I think maybe a couple of weeks after, and I flew. He flew to me first. I mean, Nick is from California, and he flew to Boston, and. I've done long distance relationships before and I have ADHD and I think that ADHD kind of lends itself to having a long distance relationship. Um, Excuse me. I just burped. I don't know if you can hear that Um, because, because I'm better at like compartmentalizing things. And so when I met Nick, I was like, yeah, that's great. Like we'll just keep talking long distance. And I just, when I tell the story about Nick, it's funny because I say we started talking, we never stopped. And after seeing him once when he visited me, I was like, no matter what we do, both of us understood like we had to be together. And so my agency is here in California. TikTok, a lot of my friends from TikTok are in California. And in the past year or so, when I've been hanging out with myself, which has been the best, most rewarding love and experience of my life, I've been on California time unknowingly. Like Nick courted me and I, Nick was on Massachusetts time. I was the one up, you know? Um, Anyway, when I first stepped off the plane to visit him here, I just felt this like overwhelming sense of peace. And I know that there's this like conversation about like LA and Cali and like, I understand it. I'm from the East Coast. Like I've perpetuated that thought. Um, But there's just not, I couldn't even put, I can't put words to it yet. I just had never felt more like I fit than when I did when I first was here, like in California. So the I'm a very organized person, especially when it comes to dates. And I postponed my flight three times um, from California the first time. And this is now like the third time here. And, you know, I think I was reaching for this feeling when I visited. Like I'd be driving around and reaching for like, I can't believe this is my life, which I did feel. But it really just hit me the other day. And if you were to tell me when I, I'm 27 years old, if you were to tell 22 year old me that at 27 you will move across the country, she would be heartbroken and she would be scared and she would be sad because everybody I've ever known and loved, everything I've ever loved is so far from here physically. I don't think 22 year old me could conceptualize the love that was coming from my life and because of that, I would be scared. At 27, Saying goodbye to my parents to get on this plane. I mean, it's 2022. My parents are going to visit me. I'm going to visit them. With FaceTime and with technology, we are more connected than ever. And even with that, it was heart-wrenching saying goodbye to them. But in this like, kind of beautiful way, because um, I've come to realize I am more loved than I ever thought possible, even a year ago. And while it is so heartbreaking to be afraid, like be away from people who mean so much to me physically, it's so lovely that I get to experience these emotions because like 22-year-old me, the one who was afraid to go to New Hampshire, I think was afraid that these wouldn't happen to her. Like I think I was afraid that if I was far away from people who I loved that they wouldn't remember to love me. I'm not saying that you need to move across the country to do this, I'm just, I wanna remind anyone here that um, we can get caught up in worrying about how things are gonna play out. And I don't mean to demean or minimize the struggles of people who have like diagnosed mental health conditions. I'm not gonna tell you to pray away being anxious or eat a certain thing or drink a certain thing. Anxiety in itself is a beast to manage. People who don't struggle with generalized anxiety disorder I feel also can worry about how things work out. I know I can. And while medication, which you all know, I am like, I love medication. Um, It saved my life with ADHD. I owe so much to to that. I mean, it's very helpful. I think um, people with ADHD will know this, (laughs) that like behavioral practices also can be implemented to help manage symptoms of things. And for me, when I find myself worrying about how things play out, are gonna play out, which still happens to me because I'm a human being and you never reach a point of humanity where you're like not human and don't feel things. Um, I like to remind myself of how much has already happened that I couldn't conceptualize happening. And it helps me. And I figure maybe it could help you guys too. Because yeah there was a part of me that was in a relationship for three years that was numb. I felt like the highest points of my life, I was talking to Nick about this the other day, I was in this relationship where the highlights of my life were highlights of other people's, not mine. Like I felt like like I was fading away. It was, I felt suffocated, I felt caged, and I felt scared that this was just like what adulthood was and that I was stuck there forever. And... I remember being afraid of a breakup because I knew that breakups were painful and I was like, I don't know how I'd start over. It would be so painful. Um, And I let that fear keep me in a relationship that was not for me anymore, that had already served its time, I felt. I mean, even though you all know, I think you take just as much time as you need. You could be in a relationship for five years and it it took you five years to realize and to learn those lessons. Like no time is wasted. With that said, I I was so afraid of a breakup. I mean a TikTok on this too. I was like so afraid of starting over again. I used to like fantasize about meeting the love of my life in the relationship and he would also meet the love of his life. And so nobody would get hurt and nobody would have uncomfortable feelings. And we would just jump from one thing to the next because I was honestly afraid of being alone, I think, afraid of being with myself and breakups do hurt. They are complex And I have so much more love than I thought possible in my life now. And it's just cool, you know, to think about all of the positive possibilities you're not already thinking about. And I also want to touch on breakups because recently, I don't know what's in the sky, but I feel like I've heard of at least four large scale breakups in my life or five in the past week. Nobody like closely related to me, but like friends, friends and We were talking, I was talking with somebody the other day about how somebody went out of, got out of a really long relationship, it was three years. And I'm gonna talk to my friends about this later too. Um, So they got out of a three year relationship and that was how long I was with my ex. And the the person who got out of the relationship was a heterosexual relationship and it was a girl who got out of it. And she's like been dating and going out and, and people were like, oh, going crazy. She's like seeing people and whatever. And it struck a chord with me. And so I thought I would share on here. I started my TikTok in like the summer after I had gone through a long-term breakup. And so you guys didn't really see all of this stuff that I went through, but um, I just kind of want to remind everyone, everyone's path is different. And like, I understand a lot of friends come because they care and they're concerned. And concern and worry um, can be it just love in a different font, honestly, most of the time. But I remember ending my like three-year relationship and immediately like downloading Hinge. Um, Because the reasons that people end a relationship are not in your business, A, but also B, are never going to make sense to anybody but the people in it. You know, you can't, how do you explain three years to one person who wasn't present? How do you explain a lesson that you were supposed to learn that you learned to someone who wasn't supposed to learn it? I guess maybe you could get all like meta about this and be like, how do am I explaining my, whatever. But when I went through my breakup, people in my life were like, I'm so sorry. How do I help you? I'm so sorry. And I downloaded Hinge and I felt like I was getting a lot of negative kickback and people were like, this is too fast. You need to focus on you. I did just say that I was afraid to be alone. I feel strongly about this though. Everybody's like path is gonna be different. Like some people end relationships and sometimes, the reasons that they end them lend you to be in like dating and being single. And I know I talk a lot that I was in a relationship, but I do try and respect like the wishes of someone who I dated for a long time. I will say that for a very long time, I was, I felt very alone in a place I wasn't supposed to be alone. We never spent time together. And, and so I, once ending the relationship, was like, I want an opportunity to meet somebody. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I want to be on my own. Some people date and by dating, they get to know another version of themselves. They know the version of themselves of what they like or what they don't like. And I just want to remind everybody, your path, all of our paths are different. In school and in years and in friendships, sometimes we trick ourselves, I think, to believing that all of our, some of our paths can be the same because we have similar looking milestones, but our lives aren't the same. And so if our lives aren't the same, our paths can't be the same because we're not the same. And just because some, somebody is doing something that you wouldn't do doesn't mean it's the wrong thing to do, in my opinion. I dated, I went on a lot of first dates. I felt like I wanted to get my 20s back. I felt like I had settled for years. I wanted to be young and fun and single and I did it. And I met the red, my red album, and I met, I had a lot of great fun dates with my friends. And you know, through dating, and I mean like casually dating people, I fell in love with myself. I trusted myself. I practiced trusting my gut instincts. I learned what I like and what I didn't like. And so to, for me, the past, the past year of my life, sorry, I repeated the past because sometimes it feels like I, I don't know if you guys can hear it. So if you heard it twice, I apologize. As you know, we make no edits, no cuts. Um, but for me, the past year of my life was falling in love with myself and that looked like going on dates. And some people can be falling in love with themselves and it can look like they're not going on dates. Everything looks different to everyone. Another thing about friends I want to remind everybody is that you only know what people tell you. Like, I think sometimes we catch up with friends and we're like, oh, so-and-so's, oh, they're always out. Listen, someone tells you a highlight of their day. You do not know what somebody does for 24 hours a day. We talk about it on social media, but I feel like we need to talk about it interpersonally. You know, like everybody... And I I don't know if it's just a thing that I have with ADHD because there's like this intrinsic fear where like I feel like people talk to me like I'm younger because I have ADHD. Like they're like, oh, Catherine can't handle that. Like, oh no, like they explain things to me and I don't like being, I don't like feeling like someone's, I feel like it feels condescending a lot. And what's funny is growing up, I'm a Taurus, my birthday's in May. I was like older than a lot of my friends in different stages, like not just my friends from like my hometown school, but like everything. But I always felt like the the baby. And maybe it's because I infantilized myself. Maybe it's because I thought that that, maybe it's because I didn't trust myself, right? But the past year my life taught me how to trust myself and I learned how to trust myself by dating on my own. And so I just kind of wanted to say, if this podcast finds you and, in your, and you're in that stage and nobody in your life feels like they understand it, at least I want you to know I do. And just like they don't fully get you, you'll never fully get what's going on in someone else's life. And so being patient might, and, and, and trusting that things will work out better than you can even conceptualize, I think has just never hurt me here. Um, in my year of finding myself, I am friends, one of my closest, fr- one of my longest, oldest friends. We've been friends since the fourth grade. We've been friends since we were 11 years old. And while we have had different friend groups, like growing up, she has been a pillar of my life. We have talked at least like a couple times times, like a year more than that. Um, we were both single at the same time out of different lengths of relationships. And I, in the summer, right before TikTok, we had a falling out and we didn't speak for a year. And she, we reconnected at the beginning of 2022. And... I didn't love her any less. I think our, our love honestly just got stronger. I think for me also, I, I have like a fear of like conflict in relationships, but conflict is necessary to get to know people. And I think that difficult things when life presents us with them, I like to think they just make things deeper and stronger and sweeter. And so if you're in a stage of your life where you're like that with your friends, I want you to know I love you. I believe in you and everything happens exactly when it's supposed to. On a lighter note, um, I guess that is a light note, though. I was out in my hometown with my boyfriend, Nick, uh, obviously, before I came to California. I had the best weekend with my brother and his girlfriend, my parents, and my family. I felt so loved. My brother and I went to... There's a hometown bar in Marblehead called Maddie's. And my brother's graduated college. Like, I've graduated college, too. And so... We went there. I don't, I'm not a big drinker and like neither is Nick really. So we drove and I was hanging out with my brother and some of his friends who are so funny and nice and Megan and that's his girlfriend. She's awesome. I love her. And I went up to get a Diet Coke which also, okay, side note everyone, why is it so weird to order a non-alcoholic drink at a bar? Like I've been thinking about my drinking for a bit and I've been going out more in the summer because um, I'm like vaccinated and boosted and I feel more comfortable inside, whatever. And so that doesn't mean I always drink. And so I went up to get a Diet Coke and it's funny because people are like, what you don't want? I'm like, no, I don't want alcohol in this. Also, there's so many reasons why people don't drink that are none of your business. It's just bizarre to me. Anyway, so I get a Diet Coke and I turn around and somebody had come up to me and she was literally so cool. This has now happened twice to me in my life. She was, she looked so cool. And she was like, do I know you? And I was like, oh, um, I am from Marblehead. Are you? And she's like, no, I think you're all over my TikTok and I was like oh my god I was like I first apologized because I was like um I'm sorry I I don't know and she was so cool and her name was Kristen I believe Kristen or Caitlin because it was two weeks ago and th- my brain has been like burnt out and she was so cute and she was like no like your are XO's over girl XO it was the coolest moment of my life it was also like I don't know if you guys ever see me and it's like us chilling, like, please say hi. Like, I love you guys. And it's so funny. And I feel so baffled by how cool all of you are. I don't know. It was just cool for me. Also like apologies to her and to you guys, because I joked with my friends and, um, or mainly of my family. I'm, I like to talk, but I think the older I'm getting, I'm realizing I'm kind of introverted, which is funny. I know you have a podcast and a TikTok being around large groups of people doesn't always energize me. Like I get tired by it. Whereas like some people I know who would say they're more shy, get energized around lots of people. And I think that might be extroverted. It doesn't matter. My point is, I feel like I'm awkward. And so like I talk to my I talk to you guys. But when I talk or go on TikTok, I picture one person. Usually I picture Caroline, who I babysat growing up, who's so cool, who graduated high school, and I'm flipping out about it. Like she's the cutest person on earth. And Maybe when I'm home around Thanksgiving, I'll ask if she can come on here, if that would be so fun. Anywho, I love you, Caroline. And if she's listening to this, I love her so much. She's so cool and she's so smart and I don't want to dox her, but she's just the coolest thing ever. And so I always picture her because we grew up, she's not even that much. Well, I guess she, I'm 27. <laughs> she's 10 years younger than me, but we were members of the same like club growing up and I just like grew up with her like I had a little sister. And so being with her and her brother, Ben, always like grounded me. I I guess I babysat growing up, but I, I didn't like anybody who wasn't them. And like, they were just my favorite. And there's something about like the simplicity of kids when you're going through heartbreak that just resonates with you. So they have a special place in my heart. I love their entire family. And so when I go on TikTok sometimes, when I'm going through stuff, like when I was dating around and I felt like no one got me, I helped process these thoughts thinking I was talking to Caroline, like talking to her, whatever. And not to infantilize her because, again, she's, like, 18 and so cool. Way cooler than me and always has been. The point is I get thrown off when it's other people. (laughs) Like, I was like, you've seen me? Like, I don't know. The only way I can conceptualize making content is thinking that, like, not a a lot of people are seeing it. And so it was just funny. And I, like, it was taken aback and it was awesome. Um, As for, it's just funny. Also, Another note about someone I saw. So I'm officially in California now. Nick and I arrived at like midnight in um, at LAX. His family is so sweet. His dad picked us up from the airport. He's like so cute. And we're going to see them this weekend. Um, we get off the flight, guys. And I'm sitting waiting for my checked bug, like my che- checked baggage, checked baggage. And I look to my right and I see BJ Novak. And so I look at Nick and I'm like, is, have you seen The Office? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like. Doesn't that guy look like Ryan? And Nick's like, that's Ryan. That's totally Ryan. And he was in a Red Sox foundation hat, and it was really cool. And I did what I did with Heather DeBrot. I said absolutely nothing. I actually, I actually, I actually distanced myself from him, but it was really, really cool. And uh it just felt like kind of like the universe blessing me. My brother's best friend, like he is such a good group of best friends from high school, and they're still best friends, and they're just such a great group of guys. One of his best friends ever, um, Hillman, moved to California after college and we saw him a lot like around the 4th of July and he was trying to get a flight back. He wasn't on Nick's and my flight originally and I go to the gate like to fly out and he's sitting there and I just felt like, I just, I felt really lucky and he was so warm to me because he's like, you know, you go back all the time. The first time moving out is always going to hit you differently and I just... I don't know. I felt like I had Massachusetts with me I get choked up thinking about it, which is so funny. Um, but yeah, I'm loving it out here. Nick and I are going to Hawaii next week. Um, I know you're not supposed to talk about when you go some places, or at least they told us that in the fourth grade. I remember we had like a whole assembly about how like telling people when your house is going to be empty is very dangerous for break-ins. Nick and I don't own a home and I don't know, but we are going to Hawaii. And then like I'm currently in a room like as like roomies and then in me and him are moving in together at the, when we come back like a week after that into our own place, which we're really excited about. Um, we did switch. Like I wasn't always going to do this, but it's really exciting. We're really excited about it. And that's as much as I'll say with like respecting everyone's privacy. But anyway, I'm like tripping over my words here. I'm going to post this this week and then try and record an episode with Nick so that it goes up when I'm in Hawaii. Um, but yeah, if you're still here, I want you to know I love you a lot and I really appreciate you more than I can even articulate. And I guess as long as you'll give me a platform and a podcast, I'll try. I'm sorry I missed the end of Pride Month. I'm a proud ally and I love I love that month. I believe, I mean, we need more than just a month. And I also missed, I believed, I think I, bl- I missed commenting on the overturn of Roe v. Wade. Um, so I want to comment on that now. I'm just trying to think because it's been two weeks. Uh, I've made it clear on TikTok, and I want to make it clear here. I am vehemently pro-choice. The overturn of Roe v. Wade is a very concerning thing for the majority of women who are not white. Um, we talk about white privilege a lot. White privilege, white white privilege a lot. White privilege has allowed people who are white to create. Generational wealth um, to get more head starts to get into rooms, be invited to rooms, to get to look at rooms. The people who are not white don't get to be near. And it's wrong. Um, because of that, they have more access to this. This isn't that it's not scary, it's scary for everyone. But um, one of my best friends that I've ever had, who I've known since the fourth grade, she has really helped me understand a lot of my current understanding of like politics. And she always says that feminism is intersectional. She, along with thank God, many other people in myself. And so I think that this is a time to practice explaining that, I guess. Um, I don't want to incite further fear, but I want you all to know that I, um, it is concerning to me that this has been overturned. I'm from Massachusetts and I live in California to very liberal states but we are the United States of America and for a large portion of our population people who own uteruses not own that sounds weird but people with uteruses are um, their basic human rights are being infringed on and whether you are pro-choice or pro-life I'm hoping if anyone's pro-life and listens to me here um, you believe that you deserve to have the choice whether you're pro-life or not You deserve to have the choice with what to do with your body. You deserve to have the choice to believe when life starts, whether it's in conception or birth. You deserve that choice. And overturning Roe v. Wade has left this power up to individual states, which is giving power of individual state governments to revoke the choice of bodily autonomy, which is concerning. Now that I'm in California, hopefully there are some protests that I can attend. there were in Boston as well, I'm not saying that there aren't. Um, I just have been moving across the country. So I, I didn't make time for it and I apologize on that. I have donated personally to the National Network of Abortion Funds. Um, I've been told by many people to donate to them because they help more than Planned Parenthood, or Planned Parenthood has a ton of money, I don't know. Um, donate where you can, listen to your friends, um, and let me know if I can do more here. I love you all. Oh, also for a period of time they said that if you were using the Flow period tracking app to delete it, I saw recently that that app allows um, like put out a privacy statement. So if you're using natu- like natural ways to track your period, wherever you're tuning in from, Flow is okay. Clue is an app from Canada, so they have like they had more rigorous privacy stuff earlier. So please use Clue. Also, there should be ways to access um, safe contraceptive birth control online. Um, I forgot this company reached out to me and I forget their name, but they have ways to do that. So I love you guys. Um, I'm standing with you and here to listen, as always. I know I talk a lot, but here to listen, feel free to connect with our Facebook group. Follow me on Instagram. DM me. uh, I checked Instagram DMs more than TikTok, um, but I'm also on TikTok and I love you very much and I will hopefully see you next Tuesday. Bye.